Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, He Turned My Night in the Day.
in an issue of the Atlantic Monthly, a kleptomaniac wrote anonymously of her experience in shoplifting after a realistic description of the methods of stealing and of the fear that grips the heart of the thief, the article concludes with her cure for the habit. She had been caught on two different occasions, but because of her genteel appearance was merely forced to pay for the goods stolen at that moment. The fear of punishment gripped her, and she wrote, I wrote a compact with God promising quite a sum of money to the church if he would save me from this mistake. I'm glad that God allowed me to be caught for it was the only way to stop me. My will was not enough. The medicine had to be bitter to be effectual. I know that I shall never try shoplifting again. I'm not superstitious but I'm afraid to be caught for the third time. The evil of the crime had been branded on my heart not by the eighth commandment but through fear of the consequences to my health and my professional standing. It has now been a year since I signed my contract with God. He has kept his part of the compact, and I shall keep mine. It is improbable that the writer of that article will get the message I have for her this morning, but there may be some other person who is sorely tempted with this or one of a thousand other sins who will need more than a compact with God to keep from sin. We have no way of checking up, but we are sure from knowledge of human nature, and above all the knowledge from the Word of God, that this poor woman will be tempted and will fall into the same sin again. The despair that will come will be more horrible since it will follow a period of comparative victory during which the soul will have been led to trust in its own strength. There's only one way to victory over sin. That is a constant, moment-by-moment, committal of the life to Lord Jesus Christ, having first received the right to His protection by receiving Him as Savior. It is by grace and not by law. That is God's way of dealing with sin. It's the only way that works, and it will keep us victorious over sin all of our lives. Listen now as Joshua and Stephanie McClellan sing for us this beautiful song entitled, Your Love Awakens Me. Let's 
thinking all the dead are coming back to life back to life hear the song awaken all creation singing live alive cause you're alive you call me out from the grave you call me into the light you call my name and then my heart came alive your love is Shout it out, we're alive, cause you're alive And what a love we found, death can't hold us down We shout it out, we're alive, cause you're alive And what a love we found, death can't hold us down We shout it out, we're alive, cause you're alive Your love is greater Your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater, your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater, your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love awakens me. Your love is greater, your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. You are listening to Joy in the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at this same time by the Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for a morning worship service. We invite you to listen or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you would have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at 942-2131. Listen now as Nancy McClellan plays for us on the piano this wonderful song, Holy, Holy, Holy.
A lawyer in New York received papers from a Texas lawyer asking him to look up the next of kin of a wealthy client who had died in the Southwest. Evidence showed that a rough but strong character had immigrated to the West at the close of the war between the states. He settled on land that later brought in great gushers of oil. He died leaving a tremendous estate in no will. His movements were traced back to Philadelphia. And it was discovered that his sister had lived in that city. She died leaving no heir except a grandchild who turned out to be a beggar in the streets of Philadelphia. After considerable checking, double-checking, and even triple-checking, the attorney became advinced that the beggar was a rightful owner of the estate in Texas. He communicated this knowledge to the attorneys in Texas, and they arranged that a considerable sum of money shall be made available for the immediate use of the heir. If you were to see this beggar in the streets, you might say with conviction that this man did not look like a millionaire, and he certainly was not acting like a millionaire. His condition was that of a beggar. His position was that of a millionaire. The lawyer informed the man of his new position and estate. The man, who had some memory of his grandmother, had heard tales of a great uncle who struck it rich and acknowledged his identity with great joy. He was overwhelmed by the prospect of his riches. There are many Christians who live a life that is not far from such a condition. They have been given all things in Christ yet they do not avail themselves of the riches that are theirs. Just as a beggar received his wealth with joy, there should be great joy in the life of the believer as he realizes all that is his in Christ Jesus. Listen now as Lucinda Richardson sings for us this song entitled, He Didn't Throw the Clay Away. And I am 
wants me to stay But when I stumble And I fall and my vessel breaks My Lord picks up the pieces He doesn't throw the clay Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for a Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is Rightly Dividing the Word of Truth, the Unpardonable Sin. Matthew chapter 12, verses 31 and verse number 32. Wherefore I say unto you, All manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaks against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. I am sure that there have been many individuals deeply distressed, deeply defeated, or others with psychological problems concerning the unpardonable sin because they either feel they have committed it or maybe they have may have committed it or maybe someone told them that they did commit it what is this so-called unpardonable sin some would say it's attributing the work of the holy spirit to the devil and they would quote mark chapter 3 verses 29 and 30 but what about matthew chapter 12 verses 31 and 32 what is the context of Matthew twelve thirty one and 32? What does the Word of God teach? Not the traditions of man, not denominations, not a church. What does the Word of God teach? What is the interpretation of Matthew twelve thirty one and 32? First of all, let's think about the context. The context goes back to verses 22 and verse 30. In verse 22, the Lord Jesus Christ healed the blind, the dumb individual so that he saw and he spake. The reaction of the people said, Is this not, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, is this not the Son of David? Verse 24, when the Pharisees heard it, what did they hear? They heard the response of the people. Their reply was that he had performed this miracle by Beelzebub. Then in verses 25 to verse 30, the Lord Jesus Christ addressed the Pharisees, the unsaved, unbelieving Pharisees. Then you have the so-called unpardonable sin in verses 31 and 32. 
in the context of Mark chapter 3, verses 29 and 30, is similar to that of Matthew chapter 12. What about the overall context of Matthew? Remember Matthew chapter 10, verses 5 and verse 6. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Later in Matthew, when he was talking to a Syrophoenician woman, so this is kind of like bookends, you have Matthew chapter 10, Matthew 15, when he was talking to a Syrophoenician woman, a Gentile, and it's recorded in Matthew 15, 21 to 28, and I encourage you to read that. We'll just read verse 24. But he answered her and said, I am not sent but the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So in between Matthew 10 and Matthew 15 is what we have Matthew chapter 12 with, quote-unquote, the so-called unpardonable sin. John chapter 1 verse 11 tells us that he came unto his own, and his own received him not. Now there are two sins mentioned going back to Matthew chapter 12 verses 31 and 32, and I hope you're following along in your Bible. There was one sin against the Son of Man, and there was a sin against the Holy Spirit. The sin against the Son of Man. You speak a word against the Son of Man. That's Lord Jesus Christ. It will be forgiven. The unbelieving nation of Israel committed this sin against the Son of Man by demanding, by demanding that Pilate crucify him. Notice, beginning reading in Matthew 27, verse 15. And it was at the feast that the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would. And they had a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom will ye will that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Christ? Verse 18 says, For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. Verse 19, When he sat down in the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with this just man, for I have suffered many things, many things this day in a dream because of him. Verse number 20, But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Christ. Luke chapter 23, verse number 34, records the first saying of Christ from the cross. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, and they part as raiment and casted lots. In Peter's second Pentecostal message, as addressed in Acts chapter 3. And again, I would encourage you to be reading these verses of Scripture. Follow along or read them later. In verse 17, And I want, brethren, that through ignorance you did it. Talk about the crucifixion of Christ, as did also your rulers. Sin against the Son of Man, it's going to be forgiven you. But if you sin against the Holy Spirit, it shall not be forgiven you. And this sin was committed by the nation of Israel in Acts chapter 7 with the stoning of Stephen. Remember, in the New Testament, there are three murders. John the Baptist, the Lord Jesus Christ, and Stephen. The nation of Israel allowed John the Baptist to be murdered. They demanded, as we just read. You see that in Matthew, you see it in John. They demanded that Christ be crucified. And then they, they committed the murder of Stephen as recorded in Acts chapter 7. And what you really see is the complete rejection of the Trinity of the Godhead. They rejected God the Father. God the Father sent the prophets in the Old Testament. They said, no, we we reject their message. 
Surely they're going to reverence my son, so he sends his son, and they reject him by crucifying him. Then God the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus Christ, baptized the believing nation of Israel with the Holy Spirit for power, and they rejected him because they rejected the message of the twelve apostles, and they rejected Stephen's message, and then they stoned him. Go back and read Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, and see the three different baptisms. And they go to Acts chapter 2. The baptism there is the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilling Matthew 3 and baptizing them with the Holy Spirit for power. The unpardonable sin could not be committed in the dispensation of grace. In the dispensation of grace, all sins are forgiven in Christ. Ephesians 4.32 And be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Do you understand when we talk about rightly dividing the word of truth, why it is so important for believers to study, to study to show ourselves approved of God, a workman who is not ashamed because we have rightly divided the word of truth. But if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, if you've never trusted Him, the only way of salvation is through the Lord Jesus Christ. He died on the cross, He was buried, rose again, that through it you can be saved. Won't you trust and believe on Him right now before it's eternally too late? been listening to join the morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Yes, yes.